Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shamwash podcast. So, we are doing a QA live with the current intake of the female fat loss group. And one of the big things that we're going to talk about today is how to have a good work life balance. And it's one of those topics that has been kind of covered a little bit on different episodes, give or take. But I think it's really, really important to understand that work life balance looks like it's different from everyone. Then there's a lot of stats even saying, like, a lot of stats can be in New Zealand or I've seen a lot of stats kind of doing research for this in advance that like more than 60% of US employees feel that their work-life balance is out of sync or out of whack, whatever word you want to do it. And I think work-life balance is one of those things that a lot of people can't struggle with. I struggled with it for a very long time when I wasn't fulfilled with what I was doing for a living. And how could we become more efficient? Because there can be stories of like, I don't have time that kind of creep in when it's it's important to say right we need to look at it it's more than just hitting a weekly yoga class or a weekly class or whatever it may be and with what happened during covid what happened was a lot of blurred lines happened so if you look at it like everything was in the house we were working in the house eating in the house family was in the house and we had no boundaries so it was easy for us to be like, we're looking at our, like if you look at your phone right now, your emails are there, your social media is there, your friends are there, your texts are there. So everything is all in one place. So it's really easy to slip those boundaries. And I know I struggled with that during COVID at the, for the first few months anyway. I've been working at home for, give or take, I don't know, five and a half years, nearly six years at this stage. So I'm a little bit more used to it. So it's about having that kind of routine. But these increasingly blurred lines of boundaries with work and life balance and a lot of people can struggle with that harmony between their jobs their home life and can get really really overwhelmed and overworked quite easily but it doesn't have to be that kind of like uncomfortable it doesn't have to be that unhealthy pattern that a lot of people have but it could take a little bit of work to kind of get used to and i think we need to understand what work-life balance actually means if you look at it for a definition, it's kind of like work-life balance refers to maintaining a harmonious relationship between your work and your personal life. And for me, it involves consciously managing your time and energy to meet both your professional needs and your personal commitments while also prioritizing your self-care and well-being. And unfortunately, a lot of people can feel that they're not worthy of looking after themselves. And if that is the case and you're listening to this, please go and talk to someone because you're worthy of looking after yourself more than anyone. I think what a lot of people can do, particularly parents, they're very good at putting everyone else first and then neglecting themselves. So your job, and people will also come up with sentences of like, I'm a people pleaser. Like, no, you're not a people pleaser. People pleasing does more for you. So hear me out. So people pleasing, you get more fulfillment out of people pleasing than the actual person that you're, you're, you're helping or pleasing, should I say. Because you get a warm and fuzzy feeling each time that you help that person. You get a reward or a dopamine hit or a dopamine spike every time you help that person out. So it's more about what you get out of it. Validation, acceptance, loved, whatever it may be. That's what you get more out of it. And I think now with the, the blurred lines, people can be, be busy fools with work and then they can say they have no time. With family and stuff like that, if you have a very young family, it can be difficult. But it's also about managing your expectate, your own expectation of that as well. It's asking for a little bit more help if you have that support. Obviously, if you're in a different country and you're a young family, you may not have that arrangement. I know I can see people who have struggled with that. But in an ideal world, we need to look at what will help us 
It won't always like work and money, all that kind of stuff is great. But if you're working all the time, there's going to be massive areas in your other areas of your life that are going to be missing fulfillment, family life. Like, do you want your kids to have you around when you're older? That's always the create the reason why people sign up with me. It's not about losing weight. Losing weight's not a goal. Losing weight is is something that can be done. We all have that ability to do it. Some can struggle a little bit more than others. Due to mental health, obesity, these kind of different things. This multi multifaceted thing that's out there. Like a lot of people can have also a lot of people don't have an ability issue. They have a perspective issue that they don't know how to deal with their emotions. And a lot of people need to look at like some of the characteristics of like a healthy work-life balance can include setting boundaries it this can like establishing a clear boundary between work life and personal life and if we're working at home it can be a little bit more difficult we need to define specific working hours now this is something that i'm really really strict on i won't look at my phone after a certain time like it would make more sense for me to look at my social media where i get a lot of messages daily to have a conversation with people are more available in the evenings but it, it doesn't help my sleep and if i don't sleep i can't function and my mental health goes to crap do i slip into it the odd time yeah but i can pull myself out of it the odd time as well so you need to set boundaries for your sleep you need to set boundaries with your work emails so delete them off your phone you need to look at right i may if i'm on social media all the time maybe getting an app called freedom f-r-e-e-d-o-m you can block the apps working at certain times so you can only look you can set the times yourself, but I know when I when during COVID, one of the big things I did was between, I think it was 7 p.m. and 8 a.m., I couldn't access social media. And then I couldn't access it between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., and I couldn't access it between 2 p.m. and about 6 p.m. So I only had about three hours, and three hours is a lot. If you think about it, three hours over seven days is 21 hours it's nearly a day of your week if you think of it that way like that's madness if you think about it so nearly one day of my whole the whole week has gone on social media that's how easy it is to kind of like lose it another thing that people can struggle with is time management is we need to prioritize tasks so when i talk about planning to people people kind of like they start to roll their eyes it can't be that simple but the reason why a lot of people struggle with what we're trying to do right now. And I can see it on check-ins. The check-ins have been amazing on week one, but I can see the biggest thing that the people are struggling with is it goes between really high high day calories and really low day calories. There's a lack of structure for people. Like if you look at your meetings right now, you know you have your work meetings, you know you have your kids meetings, you know they're dropping them off to sport, you know when your partner's things are, and you know when your parties and social life are. They get done because you value them. But when it looks at your training or your food and stuff like that, having a better system in place will help you. And that could be right for me. It's Sunday morning. I'll always go right Sunday morning. First thing in the morning, I'm sore after a football match. I don't want to get out of bed. But I know on Sunday morning, the best thing for me to do is right, go down to the shop on the way back, unpack the shop and grab a cup of coffee. That will help me. But it's having that time management and planning out your week. People think that planning is boring. It is boring, but it's going to give you freedom. I'm not saying you have to have every single meal regimentally planned. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you have a rough idea of what you're having for that week, or if you're saying, right, I'm going to cook a little bit more at dinner for my lunch the next day, or if you put if you make your breakfast the night before, that gives you freedom. So you're driving into work the next day. It gives you that freedom. 
where people can also struggle with the weekends it's the weekends don't derail anyone the lack of structure derails people but one action doesn't derail people it's always the choice of the next action that derails people so it's having that time management taking responsibility for what you want to do spending time with your family you always prioritize that like a lot of people family is always number one and rightly so and then we look at other things engaging in hobbies or pursuing other goals we need to look at managing your stress we need to look at your flexibility look at your schedule where's the you time in it just like with the diet that you have and for diet for me means a way of life it doesn't mean restriction to the point of mass destruction that's what diet means to me so to stay healthy and energized for the long term and long haul you need variety in your life you need to have in order to kind of when it comes to work-life balance people need to engage in a variety of activities and rest it can't always be work 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 yes there are times where you need to suck it up a little bit and get on with it but you can't keep the foot in the gas all the time you run out of energy you run out of fuel but we tend to fall into this trap of believing that we can be productive all the time or that eight hour in a day equates to eight hours of output it doesn't if you look at how productive you are in your eight hours you probably only work about two or three max there's five hours of dosing around if you really really think about it, of really deep hard concentrative work hard work it doesn't need to be but it needs a little bit more structure and we need to rely on that if we rely on the structure that we have it takes the emotion out of it and with food it's such an emotional piece because we use food as a coping mechanism to deal with stress anger loneliness whatever other emotions are at play sadness whatever it is and it's a thing that we've had in our life for so long like i know if i smell brown bread it reminds me of my granny because she used to be always in the kitchen making brown bread so it's a comfort thing but it's an emotional piece to us because it's been our one constant in our life so we're always going to go for it if we get to that point in our lives and if we if we struggle to practice self-care whatever that may is self-care for me personally is getting out for a walk every morning self-care for you could be literally getting to sleep could be getting that gym workout in could be ringing a friend could be talking to your partner there's higher risk of burnout if you don't bring those things in there's higher risk of fatigue there's higher risk of stress-related illnesses and burnout and this becomes less productive and counterintuitive like your job isn't to work your life shouldn't be to work yes it puts a roof over your head but at what point like the stats and the research will show about money that for they say money brings you happiness it doesn't you need to actually double your salary when you are looking for that for to have uh, for having a, a massive impact on your life from working in recruitment you need to have a significant jump in money if you're looking for a promotion or whatever it's for habit for it to bring some sort of happiness to your life so what does an unhealthy work-life balance like some of you might tick this off some of you might not tick this off constant overwork that you're regularly working long hours at no boundaries including weekends holidays you're always on your phone you've no time for rest you've no time for it's impacting your sleep you're neglecting your love life you're, le- you're neglecting your personal life your kids your hobbies you've no time to exercise you're burning out you feel mentally exhausted all the time you burn out lack of self-care so you've no self-care activities but sleep can be the main one like if you're always thinking about work or whatever it is if you actually got a piece of paper right now and wrote out the tasks for yourself that you need to do this week 
in, in a pen and paper, you'll actually write it out and see how many of those tasks are so minimal and so insignificant for you. The majority of the things that we worry, worry about are so insignificant. But if you write out on a piece of paper any of the worries or strifes that you're having right now, it's a hell of a lot more easier. We can also, the work-life balance can impact on relationships. Marriages, family, friends, the kids get also impacted. And that creates this kind of, sometimes with, um, with kids, they're quite clever. But they can also pick up these stories that if mom or dad or whatever it may be hasn't picked them up or they're not around at home that they feel they're not worthy enough. So if you look back at your life when you were a kid and mom or dad weren't around or whatever, maybe you might latch on to it that we're not worthy of being happy. We're not worthy of making time for ourselves because no one else will. Why? That they're the stories that kids can create in their heads. And that if we replay that story over and over and over again, that be sometimes becomes a truth. But it's a story. And if you're one of those people, it can be hard to dissect. But it's important that there is mental health professionals that can help you with that sort of thing. So we need to look at like what are some of the signs that signs of an unbalanced work-life dynamic. Like we talk about there's higher risks of anxiety, there's higher risk of depression, there's higher risks of stroke. It can decline in physical and mental health. You can't stop thinking about work. It's all you think about. It impacts in your relationships. You feel off. You're not. You're not when you're out. When you're at work or not at work, it's the only thing you think of. You spend a lot of time spending money on things that you don't necessarily need in order to feel that you need to look like something to someone else. You are kind of lost in that job. And you don't feel like you're in a fulfilled life or filled fulfilled job. I was that for years. Wrong ladder against the wrong wall. A lot of people are afraid to move. Obviously, when kids and stuff like that come up, it's a little bit more difficult, but it still can be done. Other people have done it. One of my best mates did it recently. He's got a very young kid and he left a job where I thought he was going to be forever. But I saw him recently enough and he's like a new person. He's like a new person. He was like, like he's looking fit, he's healthy, he's, he's sleeping and he just he's been able to manage the new career that he's got into a startup. He's also able to work from home so he gets to spend time with his daughter and he's having a better relationship with his wife. And he's like, he's like a different person. I'm not saying that he was really unhappy beforehand, but you can see a noticeable difference in what he's doing right now. You always feel like that you're like, no matter what you're doing, you should be doing something else, doing more, that you're never fulfilled. They're trying to fill this empty void. And this, this can often lead to an external crisis. So how can we actually improve this work-life balance? Number one is that there's no prescription that's gonna fit everyone. It's something you have to work through and work on and try and test it out. Now, I could give you the wishy-washy answer and say it's going to be this, everyone just go and do this. It's not the case. It's not how it works. So you may have to play with this for a little while. But trying to balance it, everything all in one day is never going to work. You can feel frustrating, but the balance might be easier to, to get across once a week. But if you've no plan in order to get this through, it's never going to work. So we need to look at Number one is, and the most important one is you need to know your values. So how I break down the values for myself is the thing called the five Fs, all right? So you've got fitness, finance, focus, fun, and family. Okay, so your focus is your mental health. Finance is your money, obviously. Fun is the fun stuff that you enjoy. Fitness and health call it, call it come in one bracket itself, which is your training, your food, whatever it may be, your family life, so if you rank those in order, so family, focus, fitness, fun, finance, 
family focus yeah so if you rank them in order right now of order importance for your life right now what's number one my guess is family and health family will be number one number two will probably be fun for most of you or else it could be finance and number three for most of you will be will be health and fitness okay so i work in fitness and health for a living and fitness and health is number three on my priority list that's me being honest so when people are looking at their values, they think that they should have fitness and health when they start to go on a journey like you're going on right now. And they think that they should have fitness and health as the priority. But it's not the case. It's not what you value. John D. Martini has an amazing quote and he has a book called The Values Factor. And in that book, he says, you'll always do what you value more. So if you ever look at why we don't do things or don't back up things with our actions or why we say we do one thing and we do another, you value that other thing in that moment. Like if I didn't show up for this Q&A or this podcast right now, it would mean that I valued that other thing than looking after my clients. Like I could have gone for a walk instead. I value walks. I have a lot from my mental health. But I know for this hour or however long I'm on with you, that's what I value in this moment in timing. It's going to help you to get to your goal. So if you look at your actions right now, where is a lot of your actions being put into? Is it work? Is it fitness and health? Is it finance? Is it fun? Is it your mental health? So if you look at what, if you look at finance, focus, fitness, fun, family, rank those in order. Sit down and do the exercise. Write them out, and look at what's what where your actions are aligning to. But these can change over time. I know five years ago my actions would have been very very different. Fitness and health probably would have been bottom. But a lot of people will only look at their values and say right family and health family is number one which it which it normally is but they're giving out that fitness and health isn't being managed when they're picking their family over fitness and health fitness and health so family and friends is always going to be number one that's always going to be number one and should be number one where number two and number three can interchange between money or fun and all that kind of stuff well then that's a little bit different they can interchange they can lock in so if you're looking to improve your fitness and health, you need to look at, consider your passions, consider your interests and make time for the things that you want. So if you want to make your fitness and health more of a priority, you're going to need to look at how much time you actually spend on those priorities. Like if I look, sit down and when people say they don't have time, sometimes it can be that their time schedule is tight. But sometimes it can be that their expectations of what it takes can be way off. So what I mean by that is a lot of people think that they need to spend one hour in the gym every single time they go or they need to do 10,000 steps every single day or have every single meal prepped in order to lose weight successfully. You don't. You don't. So see, the expectations way off. You could be better off doing one, say maybe two 30-minute sessions at home if that's what you can do and having three meals, two or three snacks, eating regularly throughout the day more often than not. That will stop you snacking, keep your energy up, keep your mood up, and keep you motivated. Your motivation is linked to your mood. It should be called motivation, to be honest with you. It's not that you're not motivated, it's that your mood is off. If we, I hate this saying, but I'm going to say it, if we eat like crap, we're going to feel like crap. I genuinely hate that saying, but it's the bluntest way I can put it. But if we make ourselves a priority, get a food shop in each week and have, a, have some sort of menu structure for ourselves for the week, Sometimes what helps me is I have little reminders on my phone to remind myself to eat. When I get stressed, I don't eat. Some people have the other way. Neither way is healthy. 
but having that little alert onto my phone says right I need to that's my self care right I need to go downstairs so that I know before I came on here I needed to eat I could easily look at my my, my whatsapp right now and with with my one to one clients and answer them but my priority right now was to eat so that my group coaching clients are getting priority and after I finish up with you guys well then I go back on to onto my one-to-one clients and then off to physio so i know that my day is planned that way and it works for me that i have energy to give you the guys what you need so the other thing is you need to plan ahead look at when you're training book it into your calendar like a meeting a self-care meeting maybe even get someone to be accountable too maybe even reach out to a friend and maybe that could be your way to book in your walk set blocks of time for like for like tasks could be another one that you could do so when i go to the gym the shop aldi or little is underneath it so i get to do the two of those together and that helps me sometimes that might not be hap- ha- might be a mechanism for you but you could say right i'm going to go walk down to get a cup of coffee but i'm also going to go get my lunch that way think like what can i do that can block the two together if i'm going out from walk i'm getting a cup of coffee if i'm going out for a walk i'm meeting a friend and that can help you as well Number three is you need to set boundaries. You need to be really, really strict with your boundaries. You need to look at, right, can I cut off my work time? Can I cut off my emails? Can I use apps like Freedom? Stay away from your phone because if you're on your phone straight before you go to bed, there's no hope in hell you can be going to sleep. Like I could sit here all day and talk to people, but it's not going to benefit them in any way. Me being tired, me being lethargic. You can't possibly be looking after yourself. And if you can't look after yourself, how could possibly look after you? You need to look at maybe enlisting someone to keep you accountable. Can also be another way to do it. Get out for some air on your lunch for 10, 15 minutes. Sometimes even just, I have a communal area out here. Sometimes I just walk around that for five or 10 minutes between calls just to kind of get my head out. Book in some you time. One of the biggest things that I've worked on the last two years is making sure that I've got time off for myself. I took off the, the for, for a full week this year for the first time in five and a half years. No laptop, no phone, no social media. For the first time in five and a half years. And to say I came back recharged and refreshed was an understatement. I went to my brother's wedding and I didn't use my phone at all. I have no pictures of the day because I was present in the moment. I wasn't putting it up on social media. I didn't feel like I needed to fit into society. So taking time off and booking in self-care time, booking in time for you, booking a breakaway if you can, booking in a a self-care, whatever it may be, that could help you as well. Book in your schedule for you. Find something that you love outside of work. So if you're doing something that you enjoy outside of work, whether, whether it be a new hobby or getting a massage once a week or getting um, a bit of retail therapy or meeting up with a friend for a coffee, like one of the things I enjoy is I make sure to get outside of the house each week, once a week, to meet up with someone from a friend or someone in the industry or whatever, maybe, or else meet my dad for a coffee because it's something that I value. Beforehand, I wouldn't have done that, but it's something that I've had to bring in because I've rechecked my values. Reconsider what you what makes you yearn for balance. If your work feels completely unrelated to the activities that stir your interest, your enthusiasm, Mark Manson says you only have a certain amount of fucks to give in a day spend them wisely if they don't uh, if they don't enlighten you in any way or give you a sense of meaning 
you may need to look at maybe changing work. Well, work doesn't need to satisfy you all the time. Yeah, it pays the bills and stuff. But I would rather go into work with a pep in my step and enjoy it. Maybe you need to communicate with your manager about the boundaries that you're pushing too hard. People can think that they're going to get fired. It's like, you're not going to get fired for actually saying your point of view. You might miss out on a promotion, but who cares? If you're already working too hard, what's a promotion going to do for you? Make you work longer hours? You need to also look at that you need, if you're a boss, support your team and trying to unplug and recharge. Give your employees the space. Educate them. Set an example for your team. Set an example for your family. Like your kids are watching you right now. Be an example for them. If you're looking after you, they mimic that. They see you going out for a walk when you don't feel like it because it's your mood. It's not your motivation, it's your mood. What would help your mood in that time? Set an example for yourself. There's times I don't want to go out for a walk. I didn't want to go out for a walk this morning. I was happy to stay in bed. But I know it's going to, I know it gives me energy. So I know if it gives me energy, you guys win. You need to look at it from a point of having some downtime. So if you're someone that has a very, very busy, because I know Anne-Marie who asked the question and I worked with Anne-Marie before in one-to-one and Anne-Marie has a podcast episode out with the client interview. So I'll, I'll put that into the show notes and you can listen to Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie is working very long hours and I know she's abroad now as well. So I know for a fact that she's got very, very busy life at the minute with work and she knows her work time is very, very busy. So she's struggling to fit in times for herself. So the one thing that I would say for around this is check on your values. What's the most important thing to you right now? Well, she knows her work's going to be busy. That means we may need to get a food shop in on the weekends to navigate the busyness or bring in some of our lunches so that we can get out for a walk on lunch or us maybe going for a walk first thing in the morning or making sure we maybe get off the the bus, the Lewis or the tram or the train, whatever it is, stop earlier. So you've got that 10, 15 minutes extra to yourself. It could be something as subtle as that. It could be right that you set your the time for you to be doing your training on a Saturday or a Sunday. So rather than doing your exercise week from Monday to a Sunday, maybe do it from a Saturday to a Saturday and changing that. So you know that you're focusing on your health. It's bringing you closer to your goals. Helping your it's helping your cardiovascular fitness, and that way you can change it for you. So you're not. So if you look at it like right, you're just training Saturday and Sunday. That means that you're already two up on the week. You could have all your sessions done by the weekend, and then you're trying to get your walks in where you can. And you could book those in. Look at where you can look at your calendar right now. But most people say they don't have time. They're like, well, nothing's in your calendar. So how can you say you have no time? Everyone has time. Look how much social media you you consume. You have time. It's just picking what works for you. It might be with the kids that they might be getting most of your time. But it might be actually having a conversation with your partner and saying, right, can you help me out here? I'm going out for a walk. I know Roisin was on. Roisin has four or five kids, I think. And the biggest thing for her was that she made sure that she had her, her, her time. Now, they're a little bit older than some people's kids but she made time they can also do workouts at home the kids are back to school now so if you're working from home and you're maybe the kids are wrecking your head so i went to a client this morning and they found two and a half hours for themselves because the kids have gone back to school so now what they're trying to do in that two and a half hours is when they drop the kids off they're going to go for a walk rather than going home so that their gym gear gym gear on 
and then they go for the walk where they drop the kids off. And then on the other days, two days a week, what they're trying to do is they have the gym gear on and they go out to the gym rather than going home. So they have that set up for themselves. So they found two and a half hours for themselves. And then when they get back, they can go and back to do whatever they may, may have been doing. But they have two and a half hours across five days. So two and a half hours a day over across those five working days. Now that's a lot of time if you think about it that way. It's 12 and a half hours that person's just found where they can either fill it with numbness on social media or else they can bring you some of it, even if it's half an hour, to bring somewhere closer to their goal. So I would have a cut off time at work. Obviously, if it's busy, it might not be as feasible, but I would have a cut off time. I would have look at your schedule and say, right, when can I get my workouts in or my training in? Could I get a food shop in? Is this aligned with my values? Is this bringing me closer to my goal? But also managing your expectations of what you can do. And the biggest piece of advice I would say right now is get a piece of paper, write out your values. Second piece of example I would do is write out on a piece of paper what's on the left hand side of a column, what's a perfect week look like for you with training and nutrition, and what's on the right hand side of the column, what's a good enough week look like for you with training and nutrition. Compare the two. If the two are too similar, or there's too many things listed and good enough, like, oh, I need to get my training, I need to have protein with every single meal, I need to have lower fats, I need to have veggies with every meal, I need to have water all the time. There's too many things that can go wrong. A good enough week for me personally is I get a walk most mornings and I eat regular meals. Keeping it simple. If I get anything else on top of that, I've won the day. A perfect week for me would look like, right, I've got my sleep nailed, I've got my walks in, I've got my regular meals in, I train X amount of times. So that's a perfect week for everything to go well. But the good enough week takes the pressure off because it only should be one or two things for a good enough week to happen. But most people try to be perfect all the time and become mass avoiders. If we aim for good enough, that's what's going to get you to your goal. Aiming for perfect will keep you slammed back in the middle of where you are or further away. So you need to look at it from a point of view of we need to look at discovering the relationship between your work and your life can be off kilter. So bring that back in, you need to be clear on your values. You need to bring in like if number three is your fitness and health, you need to focus on your health and try to get goals set into your calendar for you. It takes a little bit of pushback from people around you maybe, but it also brings you closer to your goal. Most people do not have an ability issue when it comes to this. They have a an emotional issue or lack of perspective, should I say, and they have a lack of, how do I say it, a lack of planning. The biggest thing I would see, I have a, I have a post written out that I'm going to put up. Weight loss without a plan is like a car without wheels. It's not going to go very far, very fast. So if you're looking to bring yourself closer to the goal, you need to look at, right, what can I do this week? What's going to bring me closer to my goal this week? But a lot of people will leave it off the cuff, let it slide for the whole week, and then they wonder why the weekends go left, right, and center, because you drop some sort of structure. Structure on the weekend doesn't mean you have to have X, Y, Z. It means if you eat regularly, get some decent protein with your first meal in the day, leave that wiggle room for your takeaway or their meal out or whatever it may be, and get back into what you have been doing on Sunday after your drinks or your takeaway. Because you can't have a takeaway and drinks and still get make progress. The bit that derails people is the next action. It's not the act, the actual thing there itself. 
So if you have any questions at all on what I've just said, uh, please do let me know and I'm happy to answer those. So that's a Q&A from the current female fat loss group that is running that started in 4th of September. So we're week one in and everyone is smashing it so far. It's, it's amazing to see the changes in even a week. And I think the biggest thing that is happening is kind of like realizing that you can have a weekend of fun and then still make progress, whatever that may be. And so I'm excited for the next kind of few weeks uh, to, 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 to work with people on that group. So if you have any questions at all, please just shout. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have enjoyed it, please leave a review, tag me up on your stories, and I will talk to you soon.